Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. Uh, Mark Whitman. And welcome back. Happy uh, Merry Christmas to you, sir. Same to you. I feel like we've said Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Before, on our last episode. What are you drinking there, it's by a, the way? It's a frappe. A frappe. Yeah, see, very uh, very rare is the McDonald's machines working. This is so, true. Now, I will tell you, last night about 930 I went to Five Guys. Now, they close at 10. I got there. I ordered online. I got there, and I went, and I wanted to add a milkshake. Hmm. And he told me their milkshake machine had been down all day. I'm not saying calling the young man a liar, okay? But he was lying. Not doing that. But I have a pretty good feeling that they had just cleaned it. And that's the problem with the McDonald's milkshake machines mm-hmm. the machine is built to where it has to be cleaned thoroughly like every eight hours and it takes uh, two hours it is the most it is it's a faulty system is what it is you would think you know 2020 now we thought we were gonna have flying cars and jetpacks. we can't even get the milkshake machines at mcdonald's to work right and which is ironic because mcdonald's became famous because of the milkshake machine did they? Well, I mean, the guy who, the, it think, was the milkshake guy, and he realized, man, I could sell all my milkshakes in these restaurants, and mm. then I could make more milkshake machines. Really? This was Ray Kroc? Or the other guy. I don't know. Yeah, something. I don't Michael know. Michael Keaton. I didn't, yeah, I didn't watch the. I didn't watch that movie. I didn't either. That's just what I've heard. I might be wrong. I read it on the internet. <laughs> you just far be it from you to just pick a few little things from a story and tell them. So, this episode is going to be a review of the Rise of Skywalker, the Mandalorian, and other Disney Plus features. So, spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler alert! We're about three and a half, four weeks since Rise of Skywalker came out. So, if you hadn't seen it by now, you do not care about Star Wars. True. And if you don't know the key plot point of The Mandalorian yet, then you're probably not the kind of person who has internet access and would be listening to a podcast. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because he's everywhere. Yes. Let's begin uh, with Rise of Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We went and saw it opening night in Anderson, Thursday night. And I have been to opening night of every Star Wars movie since 1999, Phantom Menace. And this was by far the fewest people. Yeah. Normally, there are lines out the door. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had pre-bought our tickets, so they had a special line for us. I had pre-purchased our seats. Um, What was your experience like? I did that for the first time as well. I was not expecting to have to pick my seats, but mm-hmm. they said, hey, where do you want to sit? So, yeah. Which actually worked out good because I got the seats that I like. Did last row right in the middle. That's yeah. where I like to sit. Yeah. So I went ahead and, res- and it had the big bucket <laughs> reclining seats, which yeah. I think are great probably for six months. We'll see yeah. how they are six months from now. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, we went uh, maybe I think the following Monday. 
because uh-huh. I waited. My nephew came home from um, for he had leave, so he came home and we wanted to go see it together. So I waited on him, and we went and saw it. And uh, so that was I care that was to me cooler than right, you know than right than the movie. I um, they've been disappointing me since 1999, right, with these movies. And I think that maybe for the first time, I I really like The Force Awakens. Because I set the bar pretty low, yeah, for what it was going to be. So I enjoyed the Force Awakens, and then I think it got my expectations up for the Last Jedi, which mm-hmm. I thought was kind of lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it it brought my expectations way back down, which kind of led to me enjoying this movie. Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, it didn't it didn't make me say, "Oh God, I've got to go see that again." Right. Um, but I enjoyed it. I did go see – I went and saw it a second time because the first time I was having issues with one of my contacts. And yeah. so halfway through the movie, I'm covering up an eye and I'm trying to focus. And yeah. I got the Popeye thing going on. And <laughs> I'm sure I'll watch it again. But Right. Uh, uh, I will say this. Um, I remember toward the end uh, just thinking to myself – is this my favorite Star Wars movie? Really? Um, and I'm, I can't remember when. It was toward the end of the movie. And I just remember I just remember asking myself that question. Because most Star Wars movies, like if you're a kid and you go back and watch New Hope, it seems like every Star Wars movie, there is a point where there's a lull in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one, there was not a lull. It is boom, 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 yeah. boom the entire time. It was a lot of sizzle. A lot, a lot of sizzle. A lot of sizzle. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. Somebody, I was talking to a guy the other day, he's a big Star Wars fan. He's like, he's like, why are people complaining about fan service? Like, that's literally giving the fans what they want. I'm like, I don't know yeah. what's wrong with these people. <laughs> yeah, they're, we, they're never happy. There's people are no, just never happy. Man. We have reached a culture no one... It doesn't matter what it is. Well, and be happy. let me tie this into wrestling a little bit. Um, just the other day, it's become a controversy all of a sudden that Sergeant Slaughter wasn't actually in the Marines. Have you not seen this? No. And evidently he gave, and I'm going to use air quotes, he gave a couple of out-of-character interviews yeah. where he um, he alluded to his military service. Yeah. Um, my question, okay, because the guy who wrote the article said, well, he was out of character. He shouldn't have said he was in the military. Yeah. Was he introduced at the beginning of this interview as Bob Remus or Sergeant Slaughter? Right. Because if he, and another thing. Yeah. If you've never, you, if you've never been around wrestlers of that era, let yeah. me tell you something. Heath has, I have, they are never, first of all, they don't use the term out of character. Right. They call it working a gimmick. Right. And they are never not working their gimmick. Right. Okay, they yeah. are never not working their gimmick. Yeah. That's just the way it is with that generation yeah. of wrestlers, because they protected their industry, yes, and protected their business, their personal business as well. And that was part of the Sergeant Slaughter mythology was that he had been a Vietnam vet and things like that. So, unless Bob Remus invented some app to help us all find bathrooms, the cleanest bathroom in the city, and I don't know about it, and he was doing an interview about that. Yeah. They were interviewing Sergeant Slaughter. Right. 
you know, my father's a veteran and my nephew's active service, and I got t- two other nephews who are, are Marine veterans, and I, and I just don't, I don't think any of them would have an issue. Like, nobody said, you know, that Jim Neighbors was stealing valor, pretending to be Gomer Pyle in USMC. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's playing a character of Sergeant and Slaughter, they- and if you're interviewing Sergeant Slaughter, then part of the mythology of the Sergeant Slaughter character is that he's a veteran. Now, with that being said, there were also some issues. I think that the military got in contact with them about featuring him in a video that the WWE put together acknowledging those who had served. Yeah. And that I understand. Uh-huh. If the Marines got in touch with them and said, hey, you did this video about right. people who had served in the Marine Corps and you included him and he didn't actually serve in the Marine Corps, but you were not talking about characters, right. you, were, you were acknowledging the real men. Yeah. But that's a quality control issue thing that WWE seems to have. Um, I just think you got a lot of young folks probably putting web videos together for them that maybe don't understand you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that thought Sergeant Slaughter really was in the Marines. But the point is, with fan service, that I yeah. want to get around to with that right. whole meandering thing was, everybody says we wish these wrestlers would live their gimmicks and protect and this and that. But then when they do it, it's while he's out there stealing valor. Yeah. You can't win. Right. You can't have it both ways, and you can't win. There's always going to be somebody mad. Right, and I think uh, I heard somebody say that this Star Wars was too fast-paced, too much action, huh. not enough character development. I've never watched a movie and said to myself, you know, that movie, they should have toned it down. It's a little too much action for me. Right, right. So, so let me... Speaking let me, of, have you yeah. seen Six Underground on Netflix? It's I, I'm about I started watching it and then I couldn't. Finish it. It's great, man. Yeah, it's, it's like if you're. I mean, it's, it, it's garbage, right? But you know but what I mean. But like it's the non- best kind of garbage. It is it's like nonstop. Right. It's Michael Bay and Ryan Reynolds and I mean. I watched like the first. I watched the first car chase scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And I was like, I need to break. I need to, like. <laughs> I need to yeah. Catch my breath right here. Yeah, man. It was. Yeah. By the time you get to the end of that movie, you just you're breathing heavy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but here's you know even the guys who make the Fast and the Furious movies said you know you might want to include a scene or two where they're just <laughs> sitting around the table eating some chicken wings and talking about family. But. You know, for me, I think my how I feel about entertainment now has changed over the last year. Because I had, you know, my wife passed away. I've had to think about some things. Mm -hmm. When I go to a movie now, I'm not thinking about character development. Right. I am entertain me. That's it, man. And if you entertain me, and I don't, like, a movie, now, a movie has just got to be downright awful. And it can be so bad that I'm just as happy I went to see it because it's that bad. Kind of like I want to see Cats for that reason. Like, I have to see, is this as bad as everybody says it is? So, uh... Man, we are chasing the rabbits today, and I love it. Speaking of cats, uh, got a friend. 
her and her daughter are into musicals. Uh-huh. And they wanted to go see Cats. And I was like, why, why, why are you going to go see Cats? This movie's getting terrible ratings. And and they said, well, we're going for, like, the music part. We we like the musical, and that's kind of the deal. And that and so that's the that was the review they gave. Oh, the CGI is terrible. The music, like if this it had just been these people singing these songs, it would have been incredible. Right. But they add that creepy CGI, <laughs> and uh, but anyway, I, I say all that to say I. Bottom line is for me, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I did. Uh, I enjoy. I thank you for bringing Han Solo. Thank you for bringing. Yeah, Luke that was Skywalker. a really cool thing. I, you know, and I'd read um, like this movie was really supposed to have focused on Leia. Obviously, yeah. she was supposed to be, and they kind of had to retool some of right. it. I think to to kind of work around that. I did. I loved the scene where they talked about why Leia did did not become like a full fledged Jedi. But even in the end, what it, what was Ray calling her that whole movie, Master? Yeah. So apparently, Leia was a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Master, um, yeah, there wasn't a Lando Calrissian's in this movie. How are you gonna talk bad about a movie that's got Lando freaking Calrissian? I mean, but it, I'm with you, man. Anytime you add Billy D. Williams to anything, it automatically gets seventy five percent better. Can I ask you about people were doing? They were doing a petition that Rose wasn't in the movie enough, and now they want her to have her own movie. Have you heard about this? I haven't. It doesn't surprise me. Here, we're to a point that <laughs> like the wait, fourth- did I, wait a minute. So people are mad that she wasn't in the movie enough. They want to get her her own movie. I, it was a. Der- well, wasn't it the last movie that they were mad that she was in the movie too much? Yes. Prove my point. Prove my point. Yeah, but we're crazy. to a point where a. Not even a secondary character. Right. A fourth. This would have been the equivalent of Return of the Jedi. Hey, we need more Nim Nub. <laughs> this guy's not in the... This guy didn't get enough screen time. Right. We, he needs his own series. Yeah. You know. She's not an Ewok. No. She's not adorable and cute like the Ewoks are. No. You know, maybe she is adorable and cute. She very well could be. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. I know exactly. She's not an Ewok. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. And, man, you know, hey, I ain't got nothing against her. I was surprised there was a backlash about the whole thing from the last movie. I was like, yeah. what, are, what are people talking about? She wasn't like a – she was just a character in the movie. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, and I'm not saying anything that hadn't been said, the – the biggest issue with this final trilogy, no cohesion. Yeah. Because they were going to, there was no one like a Kevin Feige steering the ship to say, hey, these are our three movies. These are our characters. This is what we're doing. This is how it all links together. Director one, director two, director three, get her done. It was like, all right, JJ, get us started. Then Ryan Johnson comes in and like, yeah. And then JJ's like, "Hey, we're going back." Yeah. Because wasn't Ryan Johnson supposed to direct this? I one think too? so. Yeah. Something. I tell you what, it's too bad they didn't have John Favreau to Godfather these things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which I don't know that it would have worked. You know what I mean? I think 
what makes the Mandalorian so cool is how how un-Star Wars it is. So Mandalorian, I feel the opposite about it is I did Rise, Rise of Skywalker, non-stop action. Mandalorian gave you a lot of time to breathe. A lot yeah, of time but, to think. but yeah, but man, how but how good is that show? It uh, is. I mean, God, it was great. That first episode, yeah, the last five minutes of that first episode, I can remember. We fired it up and watched the first episode at the house, and I was going along, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, they're not using the Star Wars music. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, they're shooting it like a old spaghetti western. Yeah. It's great, because I, I love that kind of stuff yeah. anyway. And then the that reveal of, of the child. and Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think I even texted. I might have texted you that night. I yeah. can't remember it was that or the next day. Just. You know, and that's because that's when you didn't text me back, and I was like, "Wait, what is what's going on here?" He's like, "I have to talk about this with somebody." Um, what I loved about at the end was they came full circle with the I don't know the robot's name, the droid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they came full circle with mm-hmm. that. Um, I I had avoided spoilers because I like pretty much I did too. like what time does this. Because after that, I started getting up the morning it came out. I would wake up hmm. at, I would wake up an hour early just to watch that before I got ready for work. And there was right. one morning I woke up at like 2.15. It was the finale. Mm-hmm. I woke up at like 2.15 and thought, oh, if I stay up 45 minutes, mm-hmm. 3 a.m. is when it drops. And right. I just stayed up and watched the finale. Uh, Just... They the one th- they they're exploring so much of the mythology of Star Wars that we have never gotten into before. Yeah, like I don't even know where to start with that. Show. Yeah, just how much I love it. Like my problem now though is that there's really nothing left on Disney Plus. But, huh? Like I was thinking the other day, I, maybe I'm just gonna cancel this until until next year. So you didn't pay for the year. No, no, I didn't. I paid by the month because I wanted to make sure I liked it. I guess I should have paid for the year. It would have made more sense, but I couldn't. That's what it was because right. I did the package mm-hmm. with Hulu and ESPN. Mm. So it didn't have an option to pay for the year. That's what it was. Oh, see, I'm, I've am i been wondering if I can go back and add Hulu and ESPN. I'll tell you this. The ESPN is not um, – it's like ESPN the Ocho. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. got there's a lot of those thirty for thirty documentaries. There's oh. like a lot of lady softball and stuff like that on there, but it's not like they're showing the national championship games and the Right. Well there's games. a lot of articles I know on ESPN that like I've wanted to read and it's like, Oh, you have to be an ESPN plus I'm like, well, Oh really? I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. you got access to, to articles and stuff. Yeah. But the Mandalorian, and by the way, I read a thing that maybe the baby's name is going to be Yando. Oh, but that may be. They showed some early kind of spoil. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's a comic book that's coming out that's got a Mandalorian character with the little pointy ears <laughs> sticking out the side of his helmet, and it's his name is Yando. Oh my! Well, I loved. Now there were there was or one... Yando. I don't know. There was one uh, loose end that wasn't tied up 
mm-hmm. that I thought they might address in the finale. And it's the episode where they the kid is doing uh, wants to be a bounty hunter, and they go and capture that woman. Yeah. And then he's going to kill her. Right. And then at the end, somebody with spurs on their boots walks up to the woman. Like you see their feet and uh-huh. the spurs. And everybody's like, oh, that's Boba Fett. That's, that's what Boba I heard, too. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. I mean, it makes sense. But they dropped that in there and then they never referred to it again. Right. I was glad. I was thankful that my, my nephew was home because he was able to. Because he watches, um, or he did when he was. A kid, at least, still might. Um, the Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars and all that. He told me about the Dark Saber and I, I knew nothing it, about it. I didn't it. either. And he kind of explained it to me, which he says like, "Yeah, you can." And he showed me a YouTube video that showed the whole history of how it became this. Somebody, I guess, beat a Jedi and they forged this Dark Saber, and it became a thing. Whoever's got it, the Man- the Mandalorians, it's kind of passed along in the Mandalorian culture is. Whoever's got it, you have to. You can't be. Like, you have to beat somebody and take it from them, kind oh. of thing. And so that's kind of. I don't know the whole story, but it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, you know. I thought. Um, Love Nick Nolte's character. Oh yeah, man. I have spoken. I have spoken. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of you. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. Short. Did. Yeah, short. Short. And, he short didn't talk stubby. nearly enough to be me. That's true. And I love anything that Werner Herzog. Yeah, it does. What? Now what else? I, I, everybody, tell t- t- me about this. Have man. you seen Jack Reacher? I haven't seen uh, Jack. Reacher. He's a he's a director. He yeah. he directs a lot of documentaries. Okay. Yeah, there's a good there's a scene in Jack Reacher. Um, I just need to show it to you. Like his name is the Prisoner. Uh huh. He's missing fingers. Yeah. And he, like this guy wants to. Wants him to forgive him, and he tells like it's just his voice and his delivery. Yeah, yeah. And he tells him this story of why he's missing his fingers, and then he says, "I'm happy to forgive." You know how he talks. He said, "I'm happy to forgive you," but like you have to show me that you're willing to make the same sacrifices I was. So go ahead and bite two of your fingers off, and I'll be more than happy to forgive you. Oh my! (laughs) And then it's just his delivery of. Of his lines, he's incredible, man. I wish, like, I wish, I wish he had a three-minute scene, yeah, of like exposition or to describe something or explain something in every single movie I watch. Yeah, (laughs) I wish he would show up to. You know who he reminds me of is Christoph Waltz in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah. That opening scene where he goes in and he's like, "I know they are underneath your." Hey, Christoph right. Waltz is amazing, like, and he's that character is so good because the the Christoph Waltz character is so good too because he's kind of goofy, yeah. But it's almost uh, the pretend, yeah. He's pretending to be goofy, but he right. ain't, you know he ain't goofy. Yeah, that's a, he's a great actor, and the same with uh, Doctor King Schultz and Django, the character. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's good there too. Um, I speaking of acting, I. Man, I thought they hit all the right notes in Mandalorian. I did too. I really do, man. Like Gina Serrano is really good yeah. at what she does. She's believable. The guy, what's, yeah. that, what's that guy's name? Oh man, I know his name, and I just forgot it. The guy who's who's playing Mando, uh, Pablo Pascal. There you go. Yeah, he's yeah Pablo Pascal. He's really good. And I'm telling you to take. Oh, I mean, there have been movies 
I go back to the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd. Well, Sylvester Stallone's not going to wear a helmet for the whole movie. Right. And that was a big controversy. Mm -hmm. And then there's been other movies where it's supposed to be a masked character, but they don't want to hide their face the whole time. Oh, it was uh, B for Vendetta. Yeah. It was supposed to be... um, Yes. Yeah. You know. I forget who it was, but you're right. It was the new Professor X. What's that uh, guy? McAvoy. James. James, it was supposed to be James McAvoy. Okay. And then they got somebody else to do it, and then it was, uh, or no, Guy Pierce. And then the maybe it was yeah, maybe it was Guy, Guy Pierce, but it wound up being Hugo Weaving. Didn't yeah, it? but I don't even know if it's Hugo Weaving playing the character. It might just be his voice. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, I'm say all that to say he takes a career risk because he's playing a part. Right, where you're not going to see him. Not going to see him, and uh, except for that one scene, which was, I'm telling you, man, you're like, they're going to kill the main character? That's what I thought. I, t- I, like, I was watching that final episode, and yeah. I went, I went like, what if they're going to kill him? And what we're actually going to see is the child become the Mandalorian. Like, he will be the Mandalorian. And I'm, yeah, I'm thinking that might be the plan anyway. Because when they killed Nick Nolte, that was comp- that was yeah, not it wasn't the, fi- that. the final scenes of that seventh episode, the the penultimate, whatever you call it, right. episode. That was just because that is how you end that kind of episode. Yes, the ultimate cliffhanger, outnumbered, the baby's captured, Nick Nolte's killed. Yeah. And it's like, hope, all hope gone. All hope is lost. And then to come back, the opening scene of the final episode <laughs> is just sheer comedy. Yeah. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, and I don't know the other guy, played the stormtroopers, or the, yeah, you know. Where they can't shoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was... I was actually going to just mention that. That's cool you brought that up. Like, I like that little moment where they – but you're right. You were expecting, like, this heavy, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And it starts like, – even I was watching it going, wait, what? What, what just happened? The tone, the shift, the and, tone and shift, and or so shift I, and tone here. So, I like that the droid comes out at the beginning, rescues the baby, and, you, and it kind of gives you – because you're tense from that for, uh, episode before. Right. And that gives you a little bit of relief – Starting off, and you're like, okay, yeah. and then, but again, you think, okay, they're gonna, it's gonna be all right. They're gonna get out of there. Mandalorian's dead. Yeah. What the heck? What are they doing? Yeah. So just Favreau, Bravo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good show, man. I like the show better than I like the movie. Gotta be honest with you. If I had to make it, just if I had to make the choice between whether I like the Mandalorian or Rise of Skywalker, I would choose Mandalorian. I will say this. Uh, I don't mind living in a world where we got everything. No, no, I'm with you. I'm happy that they were both Yeah, but Mandalorian. And I guess you've heard the news about the new Star Wars movie, right? No. No, you haven't. Maybe. It's going to feature a middle-aged Yoda. Like, there's a push now. Like, they looked and saw, wow, this Mandalorian thing is what people want. 
Like maybe they're tired of the Skywalker saga. Right. They want to see these other characters right. explored a little bit. So they're, it's not going to focus entirely on Yoda. Obviously, there'll be a cast, but he will be. The kind of the knights. I know they keep talking about knights. Are, yeah, it's going back like 400 years, though. It's, oh, it's wow. going, Yeah, they're, they're going back to the founding of everything and, and where a lot of the. A lot of the splits start happening. So Yoda, even though he'll be like four, three, four, five hundred years old, would be middle aged wow. in this one. So he would be in his prime. I'm in my prime now. Chasing a rabbit, piggybacking off of that. I don't know if you heard about. You know they were doing the Game of Thrones prequel. Yeah, I did hear that. Candid. Yeah, they filmed the pilot, and it. They were like, "This is terrible." Really, and they. It will never see the light of day. Well, man, that sucks. HBO's doing some good stuff now, man. I've been watching Watchmen, and uh, I'm looking forward to The Outsider. I read the book, so I kind of it's a, based on a Stephen King book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I haven't. I'm not. I haven't. Well, <coughs> since Game of Thrones, I haven't. I haven't watched uh, HBO. Um, going back to that too. Maybe we talked about this on another episode, but you know, the HBO guys are supposed to do a Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. And that got pulled because they did uh, like a a con, you know convention. They did like a Q and A, and basically it was revealed that they were pretty much flying by the seat of their pants and had no idea what they were doing. Right. And it was kind of like who would have thought they they somehow caught. And I think if you go back and watch Game of Thrones, as long as they had the 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 uh, what's it called the source material, yeah. To kind of ground them, mm-hmm. they did okay. Um, and then once you got past that. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Which I don't know that I would have either. But uh, anyway. Um, no, you got a guy like, you know, George R. R. Martin like, created this incredible universe. I couldn't imagine having to finish it up for him. Right. Now, <laughs> I hope they did the, he, they did the book uh, Fire and Blood. Which is just about the Targaryens, and I hope they make that movie, because that was a. Tr- I listened to that book and um, got the like. Well, I guess the whole book's like a comic book because it's got a lot of. Well, it's like a comic book, but it's got pictures in it. So I like the book with the pictures. I know you do. I like the book with the pictures, and uh, yeah, I hope they make that. But uh, I, I, they're gonna keep making. I don't know if you know this. They're gonna keep making Star Wars movies because they make money. Of course they are. And I, th- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, but I want to say something else. And they're gonna keep making money. I just finished uh, the Fallen Order, the PlayStation game. Oh, okay. The, where you rebuild the Jedi Council and all this stuff. Are really? You, you think you are? Yeah. You like? There's a list of all the Force sensitive children, and it's a it's a good game. And That's you finished really it. Game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still haven't rescued the princess on Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's harder than beating these games nowadays. Before though. you leave, you need to do the VR. Why do you think I wanted to come over? <laughs> <to the house? laughs> let me let me make let me text Drake while we're recording this. Uh uh let's see. Talk amongst yourselves while I text Talk my amongst sons. yourselves. So yeah, it's a... If you've ever played the Uncharted games, yeah, um, I know you probably have, but for those listening, it's a lot like that. It's a Tomb Raider type game, yeah, where you're going around and fighting enemies. You get your, you gotta, 
you start out with old beat up lightsaber, you know, of course, yeah. and by the time it's done, you can you can dual wield and you know you hook them together and make the Darth Maul, you know. Which speaking of, can we get a Darth Maul movie? Yeah, like he is like hands down the most to me the most wasted character. Yeah, in that whole nine film. Yeah, saga was the one guy. Yeah, like even over Boba Fett. That, yeah, that is. Yeah, one of the coolest characters in all of those movies. That just was just he was the equivalent of when they knocked Daniel Bryan just off the ring apron in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> the way they did with everything that happened, where they had to come up with this convoluted fake leg thing. Yeah. To get him brought back. And then we finally were going to get him back in the solo movies, and they canceled those. I'm going to tell you, I went back and rewatched Solo. It's not a bad movie, I man. like it. I'm telling you, it's not a bad movie. I like it. If you get over the fact that it ain't Billy D. Williams and it ain't Harrison Ford, if you just got to get past that. Especially considering that they changed directors and just – how bad the production. Yeah. Like, I like, I liked it. I'm not saying it wasn't bad. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it had no business being that good, consider, like I said, no, considering. No, it didn't. But people just crapped all over it for no reason. I think that's the thing. Like, that, like people wake up and it's, what am I going to crap on today? Yeah. Nobody's and, happy. I just don't watch, like, I don't watch a lot of wrestling anymore because I don't like it. So I just don't watch it. But Mark, wouldn't you be happier if you watched something that you didn't like? I think people think two negatives make a positive. Right. Like if you watch something that you don't like and you gripe about it in a negative way, that those two negatives will make a positive. I should spend nine hours a week watching four wrestling shows that are not interesting to me just so I can go online and complain about it. That's what I should do. People are making a full-time living doing that. This is true. I would rather be poor. I wouldn't. My- no, I would <laughs> give them the choice between making one hundred and fifty grand a year well, there to go. watch wrestling and gripe about it. Now I'd choose that. Um, so you mentioned that 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 reminds me of what I want to talk about in our next episode: some money in wrestling, some news and rumors, and I want to get Mark Whitman's opinion on a few things. Uh, so we've closed out the Skywalker saga, and I'm glad. <laughs> It's time to move on. Yeah, it's been 42 years. It's, you yeah, know, we're good. Time, yeah. I think they got a good finish, you know. I think, uh, uh, and th- now what did you think about Senator Palpatine or the Emperor? Did Was his son in hiding? How did he not know? Did he uh, not know he had a son? I think these are the kind of questions that if we start asking ourselves, we've. Like, did his son, maybe his son was like, Maybe if you're the Emperor's son, you don't tell a lot of people. But they knew he was a Palpatine. Maybe right. he changed his name to Palpine. <laughs> Palpine. I know of some Palpatines, but your name's Palpatine. Oh, yeah, Palpine. Palpine. I'm not a Palpatine. Um, well, he wasn't always a bad guy. You know, Palpatine wasn't always. He would be. I wonder how long he'd been a Sith. A good and long I'm, while. There's a the, there's a whole origin story that exists of how he got turned. Where's that at? I I haven't read it. I just oh, I saw I saw a YouTube video about it that, that explains the whole. Was it uh, 
not Darth. Who's he's Darth Sidious, right? Yes. There's the guy in front of him, Darth whoever. I forget his name. That turned Palpatine. So and, maybe, and that was the guy who was trying to figure out life after death. Yes, that's him. Darth, uh, yeah. Mobius, I don't know. That's off the Matrix. Yeah, that, no, that's Morpheus. Oh. Whoever it is, look, I'm not a nerd. I just like, I like some of the Star Wars movies. I'm not a nerd, though. I don't know every little thing about them. I just know that because I watched the one YouTube video about the Darksaber, just out of curiosity, it began suggesting all of these other nerdy videos <laughs> explaining all the. How many? All right. I'm going to ask you this. How many of the nerdy videos did you watch? The one about the the saber. All right. I just see the the video. Had, just just for you know, so you know for the record, had you watched just one more, you would have been a nerd. It only takes two. <laughs> that is the new. Is that the, that's the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The new nerd test is you either know. Uh, the date that Bruce Wayne's parents are shot. Uh-huh. Uh, com- uh, as uh, Speaking of, you haven't seen Joker yet. No, it's upstairs. I got the DVD. June the 6th is the answer, is when Batman. Uh- According to <laughs> okay, Batman sorry. Annual number one yeah. uh, from mid-80s, June the 6th. Uh, either know that, Darth Sidious is master, or you watch more than one video <laughs> those are the nerd levels <laughs> that's it okay those. well i wish I, could, I wish we could talk about the joker man but let's talk about it well but you know i don't want to ruin it for you can i look can i don't I, think i'm gonna i mean i don't know so how i could when ruin the it joker you. was announced i'm mm-hmm. like oh yeah that's an op- i'm going to see that opening night and we get closer and we get closer opening night comes something happens like, ah, i can't go see it tonight. and it's like and I just never went and saw it in the theater. Yeah, I didn't either. That's the first to. comic book movie that I haven't seen. I mean, it's not I, really do you know a bigger Batman? I mean, we're sitting here. I got Batman stuff all around me. But I knew that. Uh, well, there's the one thing. It's behind the curtain. <laughs> okay. But I think once I found out that this Joker was not going to have anything to do really with the Batman, that I was just like. This is this is just me talking, okay? I haven't seen the movie yet. I may say this, and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong. I'm willing to accept my chastisement. I'm a Batman fan, mm-hmm. okay? I like Batman. I don't care if he's fighting Catwoman, Two-Face. I like Batman. Uh-huh. I like the Joker. Joker's his number one enemy. Mm-hmm. But I like Batman. Mm-hmm. I like Batman. And now on the flip side of that, now Star Wars is not the same because I like Darth Vader. But if you made a Lex Luthor movie that didn't involve Superman, probably wouldn't go see that. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you know that this movie doesn't have something to do with that? Just from reading a little bit about again, I don't know. You t- and you might, but what I'm saying is they did not pitch that to me. Yeah, these. There's no Batman in this. Well, I know there's no Batman, but there and there's a little. I mean, there's Wayne's right. in it. They're, the Waynes are in it, yes. But to me, it was just like 
And you're also telling me, hey, this movie's not going to be connected to da 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 da. Well, I think that's. I think they've changed their oh, tune. Oh, you that. think they've changed their tune? I know they have. They've announced a sequel to this movie. Well, I know they've announced <laughs> this. And I would be totally fine. You know, Matt Reeves is making the Batman. I'd yeah. be totally fine if. Yeah. I, no, no hear here what I'm saying. I don't care if they have a different Batman in the Joker universe. Mm-hmm. Give me 10 Batmans. I don't care. Well, I just want some Batman. I wanted to rain Batman. We'll talk about it next time. Because I, I want to get into some of my theories about it. Oh. About how a lot of the movie is just in his head? Yeah. That it's like, well, see, and I don't want to ruin it for you, man. Well, I've already read the. We're, wow. at the, we're at the end. He says he's laughing. Yeah. And there's clearly been a jump in time. Mm-hmm. He's in. He's locked up. And, you know, she says, what's so funny? And he said, it's just a joke. And she said, what, what's the joke? And he told her she wouldn't get it. Like, you sure you don't want to? Because he creates chaos at the end of it. Yeah. It? The chaos breaks out. Yeah. And the Waynes are running trying to get home. Yeah. And the guy steps out and, and shoots them. And yeah. shoots them. And I just, I think that none of that is true. Mm. In the, I think it's all in his mind that, that that there was a time jump where the Joker that you see at the very end is not the, is a future version and he's telling her his history, and it's a lie that he's just made this story up, and he's made himself the villain of Bruce Wayne's life. That's what I think. I haven't read that. It's just my theory that he has interjected himself where he's he knows who Bruce Wayne is. He knows who Batman is, and he has made himself the catalyst for making him Batman just to... Just because he's crazy. Just because he's crazy, yeah. Even and I don't think it's true or real. I don't think any of the story that we saw was real. I think it was right. just the story that he told her. Right. So her. pretty much the story, from what I gathered, the movie is this flashback of the story he's telling her, mm-hmm. and it's just something he made up. But you really do have Arthur Fleck, and he's crazy, and in, right in, in institutionalized. Right. Yeah. It's messed up, man. It's a, I want to tell you, it's a slow movie. It's a real slow, slow burn of a film, but like the last 20 minutes of it are pretty spectacular. Mm. Pretty spectacular, man. It's, it takes a while to get there to me, and it is, a, it's a character, you talked about don't want to see a character study. It is absolutely, that's all that but is. But I think, a two you know, hour go, I think you go into that knowing yeah, this you're going to see a get. picture of mental, you know, yeah. of poor mental health. And that's another reason why I haven't watched it yet, is I knew this this movie's going to make me ask some questions that I don't know that I'm ready. Yeah, to it'll answer. stick with you, man. It it sticks with you. Some of the it's good. The it's powerful. The last said so the last twenty minutes is pretty explosive, pretty powerful. Did you see? Uh, the Jumanji sequel. I haven't seen that. Outstanding. Uh, yeah, I'm, we loved it better than the first one. Really, we yeah, did. That says a lot because that first one was good, really good. Let man. me tell you, we're in awards season. The Golden Globes just happened. They're getting ready to do the Oscars. Let me tell you, any awards discussion that does not include Kevin Hart, 
playing Danny Glover, or you know, I'm not giving away anything away. Right, this right. is and The Rock playing Danny DeVito. How they don't they should get honorary Oscars just for their work in that. It is spectacular. Right. It is hilarious. It is like it's a, it's just amazing. Speaking of the Golden Globes, did you see Ricky Gervais's? I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. I saw a little bit it of it. It was just It was funny. It was funny. I mean, it's all an act, dude. You know. Right. It's uh, you know, it's not like they were he was going to go out there and they were going and like he was going to say any of that and all of them sat there and went, "You know, he's right. We probably should just take our award." Right there. Yeah. And not preach and not Here's But I want I want I do hope somebody will get it back to Joaquin Phoenix that after he won, I ate a couple of medium rare veal chops in his honor. Oh yeah. Did you see the thing yesterday? I guess it was yesterday. They were doing it was a climate. I guess Jane Fonda's doing this thing, climate change or whatever. Hanoi Jane. Yes. I hope we. They have said she should be forgiven. She should never be forgiven. She should never be forgiven for what she did during Vietnam. She does not deserve to be forgiven. Yeah, I don't know all the story, but I know it's bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know the whole story. But, but, but she was think? they were giving her me- prisoner she was introduced to the prisoners of war they were giving her slipping her messages to take to their family back home and she was ratting them out for doing it good gravy well Joaquin Phoenix went to this thing or whatever and he's like, yes, I know I flew here in a plane, and I don't know what all I can do, but I'm the meat and dairy industry of the number one cause of <laughs> right. But I change. had a salad for lunch. I can do I can do something about so that. So I'm trying to – I'm like, as a family member of a member of the beef industry, mm-hmm. I can tell you from my – like, if you're telling me that what my dad is doing is causing climate change, let me tell you something, brother. I've been to Los Angeles. Yeah. And there is nobody out there with that cloud of smog that they got hanging over that city. Yeah. That needs to be lecturing anybody in the state of South Carolina <laughs> about beautification of the land and what people will do to something. That is, that's a disgusting place. With And I loved going out there. Please yeah. don't miss I'm not disparaging the people of the right. city, but I also saw trash and feces laid on the street mm-hmm. out there, and they and I seen the smog in the air over the buildings, and they are, they lecture people that live in our part of the country about how we're ruining the climate and we're ruining the the environment and things right. of that nature. And I guarantee you that my carbon footprint is minuscule compared to Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So what is he lecturing me and Joaquin Phoenix? What are they lecturing us? Because I know that the impact that I have on the economy is no, or the, the um, environment. <laughs> environment is nowhere near the impact that those guys are having. I just, here, I've said this from, boy, well, this wasn't on the show. <laughs> this is what I like about not having show notes. Oh, me too. I just like to talk. Here's the, this is where. Because I got going. a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> <laughs> This is where we're headed, okay? When you hear, and again, call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, 
But if what what do they think's causing the cow cow farts and carbon dioxide? Well, who else farts and breathes out carbon dioxide? <laughs> Us, right? And sooner or listen, listen, listen. This is not a political statement, and I'm not saying we shouldn't recycle. I'm not saying we should not do everything we 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 should be we should be wonderful stewards of creation. Uh-huh. We should take care of our planet. Uh-huh. We should do the right. I'm I'm saying all that. Absolutely. But by the standards that they're telling me. The cause of the global warming ain't me driving a car. It's me waking up in the morning. Exactly. And that's what you got to be careful of with these rich elite people. Yes. Is all, eventually, of sudden, all of a sudden, we got rid of all the cows. And it ain't going away. What else is left that's farting? Right. Right. <laughs> right. But the people who say, yes, I mean, eventually... It's like Age of Ultron. He's going to be like, oh, humans are causing this. Let's get rid of all yeah. the humans. And if you don't think that might be where we're heading, I'm just saying. The number one cause of carbon dioxide is us. And that's how we were created. Mm-hmm. Don't blame me. Yeah, anyway. What are we talking about? I went off on a tangent. Again, I'm not trying to make I please don't misunderstand me. Please, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with the environment. I'm not no, saying no, that no, at no, all. Not at all. I believe that there is and I believe it's our fault. Right. I, I, but but no. I don't believe it's it's all my fault and not theirs too. <laughs> right. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I also think you got somebody like Al Gore who's like, "Oh, you can uh what is it uh you can buy carbon credits. Right. And then that mug was smart enough to make the companies that sell the carbon credits. And that mug's making hand, money hand over fist. Uh-huh. Of course, the whole first part of his movie, An Inconvenient Truth, is from a day after tomorrow. It's not, it's the CGI of the mm-hmm. glacier fall anyway. Oh. Calm down over there. You know, you got yourself worked up. <laughs> Sorry. I I like breathing. I like eating meat. And I pass gas. I'm not a danger. I'm not a menace. Just like, you know. But that was like his, like, they were making some statements like that. Like, yes. That, like, we have to stop eating meat. I mean, we have to. Not, yeah. And I, you know, I agreed with Gervais, even though I know it's all an act and yeah. whatnot. But I know he said it. I think he said it from a genuine place. I think he believed it. You know, we're, you're not in a position to be lecturing to the American. You don't. You don't live in the real world. Do you think that Gervais was saying that? Because if you look at the ratings for the award shows. Ratings have tanked. Uh-huh. Because it used to be the average American would be like, oh, the Oscars are going on. i watch the Oscars. But if they know, oh, man, they're just going to be speech well, after speech. Preaching I don't, don't want to watch that. And maybe know. maybe Ricky Gervais is sent out there. Ricky, you're funny. You can say this. Right. And we really don't want them to say all these things because it's hurting ratings and costing us money. Right. It's all a conspiracy. 
don't even think that's a conspiracy. I think I it's th- true. I think there's a plus, and I think they're also recognizing things that most general people don't care about. Right. I mean, I tried to watch the Oscars a couple of years ago, and I ain't seen any of those movies. The movies right. that I like didn't win anything. Yeah. They knew it because they had to go from five to ten nominations. Right. To start putting some right some good movies in there that people actually want to see. Did you watch it the year they announced the wrong winner? Yes. Boy, that's one of the most awesome Well, things. I didn't watch it, but obviously I watched yeah. the video of it. You know, I, I was watching it live, and it was like something's – it was like something's not right right here. And, uh, yeah, the, the winners got up – or the people they announced got up there and – Oh, yeah, give us – and they start looking at the envelope. They're like, this ain't the right envelope. Hmm. It's like, how do you – and those people want to control my health care choices. Right. They can't even get – They they can't even get their back patting. <laughs> <laughs> you want to lecture me? Stop. <laughs> Oh, y'all can't even keep your telecast to under four hours. Yeah. And y'all going to tell me I can't eat meat. They're not going to tell. Here's the, here's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful how I say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the people that don't eat meat and and, <laughs> they, and things of that nature, they're going to be the first ones that people like me eat when the apocalypse <laughs> Because they're so weak from eating bone broth all the time. <laughs> eating, not even bone broth, vegetable broth all the time. <laughs> you ain't been eating nothing but broccoli and uh, vegetable broth the for the problem, last three years, and you're all frail looking. <laughs> the only problem is if they do muster the strength and get enough of them and somehow overpower us, me and you are going to be the first to go because like, they're going to be able to live off of us for months. That is true. Yeah, like, if they true. can find a freezer big enough to fit me in. Boy, I am a side of beef. I'll, I'll feed a whole county. This is true. Maybe that's a good reason for us to lose. Maybe that should be our New Year's resolution. We should lose weight so they don't eat us. <laughs> I got to be able to run. <laughs> lose weight but, so I can run. <laughs> so what happens? Okay, let's go here. What happens? We stop eating cows. We eventually become cannibals. Is somebody going to step up like, we really need to stop the human industry because <laughs> we're, we're harvesting humans and it's hurting the environment? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> They're okay with you harvesting humans, by the way. There's no problem there. <laughs> we just don't want to. <laughs> we just don't want to harvest cows. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I mean. Oh, yeah. Mm. Doggy. Mm. Man, it's an election year. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I can't wait. Listen, we do not talk politics. We talk practicalities. That's right. Not going to tell you how to vote. Not going to tell you how to eat. We're just going to talk about the wrestling you grew up with, the wrestling you need to watch now, and as on this episode, (laughs) stuff. Because what we have found is, we, this show is all about fan service. That's right. We hear from people, why don't y'all talk about this? Well, guess what we talked about? This. 
Yeah, and a lot of times, hey, I don't care what you talk about. I just want y'all to talk. And there's people, listen, we've been getting cards and letters from all around the country. Uh, little Johnny Tyler from uh, Arizona wrote us and said, guys, I just y'all just hadn't been recorded enough, and I'm sad, and, you know, I've been sick, and could you hit a home run for me? <laughs> and so Johnny Tyler out in Arizona, this one's for you. Mm. This episode right here. Coming a special delivery. Hey, ser- on a serious note, okay. talking about that, let's um, dedicate this episode to our friend John Ward. Yeah. Who, who passed away. Because that happened a month or two ago, and we've kind of been on hiatus. When yeah. You, just kind of when you just kind of Absolutely. He'd been a big supporter of ours, yeah. and I don't want to. Uh, his problem, his health problems were his, and I won't, yeah. I won't get into them. But I know he'd had some health problems, yeah. and I know that that he had messaged both of us that sometimes when he was yeah. in the hospital, he would put our show on and yeah. we'd kind of give him a laugh. And um, so, and this show's for him. And so, and, and John, I mean, John Ward was someone. Neither of us ever met him. He's no. from he, not from around here. And found our show somehow, started listening, became a patron, um, and was a big supporter of our show, was a member right. of our um, patrons group on Facebook, and again, would message Mark and I privately, and he did. He had, I mean, pr- pretty much the whole time we've been doing the show, he was having uh, mm-hmm. a lot of health problems, and and it was very sudden. Uh, I, you know, I had not heard he had been sick. Um and just you know, saw it on Facebook. I think you actually shared uh, that you had heard it. Yeah. And it it is amazing to me. Again, you know, we laugh about what the show is and what we talk about, and, and just the just um, what it's been able to become and reach more people than I, we ever would have thought. I right. mean, the fact that we we have viewers, we have lit viewers, we have listeners worldwide, mm-hmm. every state countries all around the world listen to our show it yeah. is like mind-boggling to me mm, yeah me too me um too. but to but to know we, listen we were just two friends who wanted to get together we wanted an excuse to hang out mm-hmm. and a podcast became the excuse to hang out right and the fact that something like that can be used to bring joy to somebody who's going through a tough time that's not a bad day yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. And so, but I, I didn't want to make sure we mentioned him before we wrapped up. So I, I appreciate that, and that's the thing, you know. Uh, you know, our our patrons group, you know, those are guys. Um, I, I know some of them better than others, uh, but have really built some good relationships. Yeah, with some of those guys, and a lot of them, we all go through hard times. And uh, there's been guys in that group that have lost their parents and, and just gone through different things. And uh, it's been cool that this, this little thing called wrestling brings people from different backgrounds and mm-hmm. cultures together and gives yeah. us something amazing to uh, talk about. That's pretty cool, man. So, hey, uh, John, wherever you're at, buddy. This, this one was for you. That's right. Swig of water. Godspeed. And whatever. I don't know. I think that's it. Godspeed. So, uh, wherever you're at this year, it's a, it's a new year. And uh, find something you love. 
Find somebody you love. We only get one shot at this life. Make the most of it. And one way to make the most of it is by listening to the Double Drop Kick Show. <laughs> That's right. So, so parking your butt for about an hour and not doing anything and listen to us gripe and complain. That's right. That's right. So, uh, in honor of John Ward, as always, for the Double Drop Kick Show, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.